0: Welcome to the Wedding Sassles, your No BS Wedding Business Podcast. We're here to real talk you through common F-ups we see companies making.
1: and the practical strategies you can implement today. Yeah, yeah, yeah. This month's topic is bling bling money management. <laughs> sore subject for most. And in this episode, you'll learn how to track business expenses as a wedding brew, And what programs can help you stay organized. We're your hosts. I'm Shannon Terrant. I'm Vanessa Negrom and welcome to the shit show episode 18 of the wedding sassles da, da, da. every time we say the number I'm always like wow we made 18 episodes already the time <laughs> and it's a us forever to get one out
0: I know I know the first few were the rough is but we're in a pretty good flow so hopefully hopefully you guys are checking in every week and coming back to learn I love when we start a new month
1: yes I like new topics. I mean, last month was like one of my favorites, but that's okay. Um, <laughs> I know. Things. But um, money management, I think is a sore subject for a lot of people just because it's one of those things. What do you say? Cover your belly button. Is yeah, that what you protect say? Is that your belly same? button.
0: Protect yeah your a, lot of, a
1: lot of people don't like to talk about money and they don't like to talk about their finances so let's let's dig into this it's nothing to be afraid of or get offended talking about it it's just something that we all have to do it's part of business and we need to learn more about it so
0: Well, I think sometimes there are so many people who start a business maybe without having gotten a lot of life experience first at jobs. And I think that I probably started my company, Wedding Venue Map, from a very different place because I had already worked for other people where I had to do things like expenses and receipts and budgets and things like that. And so I had already kind of learned and been taught and educated by bosses and mentors and things why it was so important to track expenses. So Vanessa, why do you think it's important to stay on top of it?
1: So it's funny because I have a very similar background of why I think it's important. So with being a restaurant manager, we had to submit P&Ls constantly. We had to constantly do um, expense reports and things like that. So I think that it's very important. And I know some people aren't going to agree with me, but it's very important to work for a different company before starting your own. Yeah. So you can, you can see how different companies set up their expense reports and see how they do the P and L's and things like that. And how they track the money because we used to have weekly zoom call, not zoom calls, but like conference calls, corporate conference calls and go over all these things. So I think it's really important to work underneath someone and see how they do it before you just go out and start your own. It teaches you a lot. Um, but I think it's really important as a business owner, especially because if you don't know where the money's coming and going from, how do you plan ahead? How do you make a budget? How do you make sure that you can afford the different things that you want to do for if you want to move from a home business to a storefront or if you want to hire an employee? How do you move on to the next step if you're not tracking any of this?
0: Yeah, I mean, and I think, you know, first and foremost, as a business owner, we you have to pay so much out in taxes. And so when you get a really good handle on exactly what your expenses are and what's tax exempt and things like that, you're actually reducing the taxable income. So when you start to really track this, every penny that you're spending in the right places and what you can track you're going to actually pay less taxes. So that's like the easiest, if for no other reason to start paying attention to this, this is, that's an easy reason for the why.
1: We had a really good discussion about this with a friend recently at dinner. Mm -hmm. You and I, I mean, you and I did not. Yes. Yeah. We, we were talking about different things that qualify as deductibles and it's, a lot of people don't know because they just weren't educated on it, but we're here to help and please do, do your research and educate yourself because in certain states, they have certain criterias, but most of them are about the same. Yep, it's pretty flexible. So
0: when you think about like other reasons why people are tracking, I'm going to go back to the C word covid like if you <laughs> as a small business didn't have things like pnls or an account in quickbooks or things like that when there was opportunities to apply for federal money and government money trying to get that everybody i know who didn't get approved and was like i don't understand why they were people who don't normally track their numbers yeah, and so while it, it yeah, you had to show it in different ways. So things like securing funding, if you ever wanted to grow and get a bank loan, if you ever wanted to get investors, you really have to like track those numbers so that you're, you can manage your business better. And like Vanessa said, understanding your cash flow, having reporting practices, all of that, but you need all of that before you can get some of that support sometimes.
1: It's very important for outside funding, like the federal funding, or if you're trying to get a business loan, but it's also really important if you're trying to sell the business at any point. Yes. They're going to want to look at your books. They're going to want to see where the money was coming and going from. And if you don't have that information and you can't answer those questions, it's going to be pretty hard to sell a business when you can't answer those kinds of questions. I think it also is going to help you create more of a a better business budget overall. So for the following year, you have a better idea of where to budget the money and what is profitable and what is a loss. that's
0: all coming up in episode 20, where we focus 100% (laughs) on budgeting for the business. But like- you can't really budget if you don't have data, like you're just estimating. So if you're already running, this is a great place to get started, you know, in terms of just getting that information to put it all together. And I agree with you on the selling the business. You know, every time I've seen a business sell, this is like way thinking way bigger than the small business. Sometimes us in the wedding industry, especially for venues and things like that. They want to know what's on the books, when you booked it, how it got booked, whatever, what's the operating expenses overall. It expenses. So we'll dig into some of those things.
1: Mm-hmm. So let's talk about what you what's considered a business expense. Um, like how how do you categorize things? What is a business expense? What's a personal expense? How are you categorizing them? How do you know if it's deductible, things like that? Yeah, so um, I'm
0: always going to preface this by Vanessa and I are not accountants. We only know enough to be dangerous in this way and we share our experience of things we do within our business. Um, But I'm a firm believer in every company working with a CPA when it comes to their taxes because you can like qualify and categorize something as an expense and then my CPA looks at it and laughs at me and is like, that's fucking cute. No. Yes, uh, what
1: is... What do they always tell you, like when you start a new health regiment, see a doctor, like before starting any uh, deductibles or filing your taxes, please see a local CPA.
0: (laughs) Right. And so but, you know, there's things that sometimes in your head would make sense as like, oh, that would be a write off or things that you never thought of. So Mm -hmm. one of the interesting learning things for me was tracking mileage versus gas. I see people all the time just kind of go in and they'll put gas on their work credit card and the Mm -hmm. gasoline and things like that. And while it seems like the better write-off financially from a tax standpoint, it actually makes way better sense to write off your mileage and not put the gas on the business, you know, and overall just kind of putting tracking your mileage, which I screwed that up in year one. I'll admit it. I put the gas on the card. And then when we started factoring, my accountant was like, oh, can I have your mileage? And I was like, oh, I did not really track all of that. And I had to go back and track it. Thank God for a crazy lady calendar.
1: But it is, it was financially a much better option to track mileage. So tracking mileage now is really easy because there's apps that you can use that mm-hmm. can track your mileage. It it'll it it'll mark your start point and your stop point so it'll track it for you but when i first started tracking mileage i would literally go onto google maps <laughs> type do. in the address type in the address and where i was like the two addresses and put directions and write the mileage down like i was manually doing it because i would forget to look at the speedometer like every time right. me too so i would me go too. back and look at my old order forms and be like oh god i forgot to do these and like manually do it but they have apps yep. now so please find it yeah app don't, do <laughs> don't, don't do that don't do that but I that's how I had to submit expense
0: reports when I worked at the venue because if I went yep. to networking events and things they used to make me print out the google map mm-hmm. as of like how many miles it was so mileage yeah. versus gas is an easy one
1: all right next one's a good one for you for me cost of goods sold so that's going to be butter flour even the cake boxes all of the things I calculate that out of the deduction process for my taxes. But I also, for budgeting purposes, will take that away from the expense of the overall product. So we'll talk about this a little bit later about like CRMs and different software programs you can use. But in my software program, I can actually put those things in. So that's really nice for me.
0: Right, so when you say cost of goods sold, that is like specific expenses that are gonna go towards the service you're providing, right? So if Vanessa sells a cake at a dessert bar, it is the actual expenses that go into making and serving the cake. It is not overall operational expenses, which we'll talk about next. So if you are... Um, let me think about photographers. So if you're a photographer and every single time you have to set someone up an online gallery, it's $50 for their forever online gallery. That is a cost of goods sold because you don't need to have that expense unless you've actually sold the product.
1: Correct. I can't sell a cake without butter, sugar, flour.
0: Right. And it wouldn't make sense for you to just buy a bunch of butter, sugar, flour, and eggs if you didn't have any cakes to make. Correct. Mm -hmm. Okay. Next up is operational expenses. So instead of like compared to cost of goods sold, this is these are all the expenses to keep your business running. Internet, phone, software, insurance. Things like that that they're not really most of those are not flexible. I'm not saying they're not. They're all hard costs that don't change every month, but in
1: general, these are like the expenses that you have to to keep the lights on. Doesn't matter if you have incoming orders or not, those things don't change. Those are always going to be an expense. Absolutely. Marketing, a lot of marketing costs and expenses and things
0: go into operational expenses. Mm -hmm. I also think when you look at business expenses, no matter what category you are, which we're going to address with an expert later this month, whether you're an S-Corp, an LLC, all those things, you, you have to factor business expenses, you paying yourself. Like you can't just be paying yourself out of a bank account and not like factoring that into it being an expense every month.
1: Yeah. I mean, that was one of those big things when the pandemic started and they were doing the um, PPP. Is that what it's called? PPP yep. loans. You had to incorporate yourself into that loan to yep. pay yourself. It wasn't just the employees. So that was a big, if you don't have that expense written down somewhere or tracking it somewhere and you, that God forbid it happens again or something else. Yeah. If you don't have that in there, you won't get the money for that. So you aren't incorporated into that loan. So back to the loans thing. Yeah, no. Yeah,
0: I mean, you who would have thought though, pre-COVID, that you ever had to that anybody who did track that would get such a huge benefit of those things.
1: Mhm. Um so this was a big one for me. I'm skipping ahead a little bit. Um when I started my business was home office. Mm. and square footage and percentage of utilities. It is based on the state of which you live, but it is based on the percentage of square footage of your home office compared to your overall home. So I didn't know that when I first started and I missed out on a lot of deductibles. I'm not
0: gonna lie. <laughs> right, so like if you look at, you know, I record my home office is a bedroom in the house. I have a three bedroom home. So it's the square footage of this. Is a percentage of my overall mortgage and expenses, Correct. and that allows Correct. me a percentage of my utilities. Is a percentage mm-hmm. of all of those things. Um yep.
1: my based overall... on the size
0: ratio of your of your home office size ratio to the overall home. But you can also get a little scrappy with that because like the percentage of utilities like water and electric is fine. But the internet, while I also use it for the house and streaming TV, I can't function the business without internet. So my Mm -hmm. internet is a 100% expense, not a percentage.
1: Right. No, that's great. But also another overhead cost that is like going back to how running your business is internet, phone, software, insurance, things like that. Don't forget your overhead costs of, not only the utilities, but your rent. If you are in a commercial space, your rent, the waste pickup, because trash pickup is a separate expense. People don't think about that. But you can also put things in there. Like if you have extermination that comes by every couple of months, that could be part of it. Cleaning products for the business, a cleaning service for the business. These are other things that you don't really think about, but you can incorporate it into that budget and you can incorporate it into your tracking.
0: Yes. And some of like basic things that are fall into, ex, you know, expenses, interest rates on purchases like vehicles, um, also credit card fees. If you charge credit cards in your business, those fees are tax deductible. Mm-hmm. Transaction um, fees with banks. Transaction fees with banks. All of that stuff um, falls in. But I'm going to talk about two that is, it's going to be controversial because I would say as a small business owner, we work really hard. And sometimes you got to get a little scrappy with the expenses. So what that means is things like travel and meals, okay. like how and when you opt to use that. So meals, when you're on the road, if you're driving to an event or you're doing multiple events in a day, when you have meals with clients, meals with coworkers, coffee chats with people and whatever, listen, don't quote me on this, but in general, in life, there's really never a minute that I'm at a meal with someone where we're not talking about my business. For sure. I also am not out in life expensing $700 dinners, right? Like most of the time, there's two of us, four of us, things like that. So there's not often in my life that I do not write off almost the majority of my meals out. Mm -hmm they go onto the work card. And then there's some really creative I follow some cool people on TikTok when it comes to talking about like expenses and business expenses as a business owner. And again, consult your accountant and your CPA first. Yes, but please consult a professional. There's interesting stuff when it comes to like travel. And so sometimes like I we will pick a city to go on vacation and I will reach out and try to do a consulting meeting, go meet with some venues in the area, things like that. It By working for a certain percentage of how many days of that and bringing my laptop and working while I'm there, it allows me to write off the whole trip, guys. So, like a great example, my um, virtual admin, one of my VAs, she lives in my home state of Connecticut. They come to Florida all the time on vacation. And I was like, well, now you work for a company based in Florida. So, you should really make sure when you come to town, we go out to dinner and we talk about the business so that your vacation. Like the flights and the travel and stuff, and she was like, "Not, nah, no way." And I was like, "Totally, yeah, absolutely."
1: I mean, I've had a CPA tell me about that little loophole, and mm-hmm. that if you if you plan it to where you leave on like, I think she said if you plan it to leave on a like on a Friday, yeah, like a yep. Thursday or Friday, and you work a certain amount of hours, yep, then you stay there for Saturday and Sunday. That's already included on your days off, but it's still part of the work. Yeah, you get Art, a travel, travel day on either side. You get yeah. a travel day there, a travel
0: day back. And then I think you have to work at least six hours. So if you travel yeah. somewhere on a Thursday, you work six hours Friday, you're off Saturday, Sunday, and you travel home Monday, that whole trip is work. Mm-hmm. So um, I know it's, you know, again crafty and creative, but all I want you to think about is as a small business, You're spending a lot of money. There isn't a whole lot of super benefits when you're a tiny small business and you don't have a lot of staff and a lot of employees and a lot of overhead. So make sure you gain the knowledge and get really specific with tracking these things. Yes. Okay, so how do we get started with this? If you're a brand new business or you're somebody listening to this episode like, oh God, these bitches are telling me I got to start
1: tracking this (laughs) shit. And that's fair, that's fair. Like where do they get started? Well, as a small business, one of the first things that I did was, um, after I got my, my DBA and such, I went down and did a separate checking account. Don't run things out of your personal account for the business. Even Never. from the beginning, even from the very beginning. Oh, it's an easy way to track it. But also if you ever get audited, here's my bank statements. Here's everything in and out. It's just easy peasy lemon squeezy. So set up a separate, um, set up a separate. Set up a separate bank account just for the business. You pay yourself out of that account. You do all the expenses out of that account. Create a business account through um, all of the different apps, all of the different ways of charging. So Cash App, Venmo, PayPal, uh, Square, all the different ones. All of it. Stripe. yes. Create create it through all of those. I have an account with all of them because there are clients that they don't have XYZ, but they have ABC and they rather pay through those. So just set up a business account through all of those. If you don't use it, you don't get charged for it if you're not using it. I also suggest when you set
0: up all of those, you have to remember when you go to networking events or things like that, and there's raffles or fundraisers or whatever, if they take that form of payment, you can pay out of your bank account from the business instead Mm -hmm. of trying to finagle it and paying from your personal and having to move it around. So even if you're not going to accept payment through those platforms, I don't give a crap. Set it up, connect it to your bank account so that you
1: have it. I was going to, yes. that was the next thing I was going to say is make sure they're all connected to the bank account. It'll show yep. you, it'll show up as a deposit from that, whatever PayPal is the easiest, to, just to give an example of, it'll show a deposit from PayPal with the amount. And then you don't have to try to pull tax information from PayPal, Venmo, Zelle, all the things, yep. it's all under your bank statement. So you don't have to try to pull information from all the other ones. And of course,
0: when you set up your business checking account, you're going to get a debit card, but I'm a firm believer in getting one business credit card, open up some credit in the business name, have that opportunity and availability. You never know unless you're starting your business with a shit ton of money in the bank, which is not capital is not something what in pros do unless you're a venue and you spent 2 million on a building outside mm-hmm. of that. if When you get a credit card and use that card only for business expenses, you would be shocked the amount of points and travel and fun I've been able to have on just every single thing within my business is paid through that card and I paid off every month so I don't carry a balance but you know what maybe slow season hits and you need to carry a balance for you know four weeks six weeks eight weeks so go and get a card for your business expenses
1: you can use the points or some of them have the cash back so you can actually pay part of that debt with Mm -hmm. the cash back from the expenses. Absolutely. And make sure all of these up. are connected. Make sure all of these are connected to your CRM system or whatever invoicing system you're using, make sure all of those are also connected to it so that when you update the invoice of whatever the project is or order, it'll automatically connect with the bank account and everything is all easy. Pe- like I said, everything connects to the bank account. So then when you do the taxes or you go to do any of the deductibles or any of the tracking or any of the budgeting, it's all in one spot.
0: Absolutely. I mean, so easy peasy, right? Get it set up. Your bank, get a bank account, get all the little accounts, connect them all to the bank account, get a credit card and connect it to CRMs and invoicing and however and wherever you're getting paid. So listen, it's 2020 mother effing three, or maybe later than that, if you're listening to this and you caught this episode. We no longer use spreadsheets for shit like this. Cool. We do not do things the old school way. I don't care how your mom taught you. I, anybody who's balancing a checkbook with an actual check, like where where have you lived under a rock? You're using an
1: abacus. You are abacus. <laughs> You're
0: out of here. <laughs> so we're going to talk about some platforms because you need the tools to make this go faster. Because Mm -hmm. if you do not invest in tools, what happens is this will, it's never going to be the top of your list of shit you have to get done that month because you need to do marketing behaviors and sales behaviors and actually execute the weddings and events. This is never going to be the top of your list. No, it's not.
1: But we actually use some of the same softwares, you and I. Yes. Yes.
0: So Uh, if you haven't picked a software, we're going to share our favorites. But if you haven't picked a software, you really have to think through what do you actually need it to do? Because there's different levels of software, even sometimes like Vanessa and I use a different package within the same company like Mm -hmm. so you need to figure out if you need payroll if you want to be super detailed on income categories and expense categories you need breakdowns in different ways you really have to figure out like does the software have what you need it to do
1: right and it's okay to like start with one and then upgrade to a different one for perfect example because it's difference between what something that you and i do is you sell something that has like a membership or an auto renewal. I do uh-huh. not, so I don't yes. need a program that's going to incorporate anything like that.
0: Yep, absolutely. So, Vanessa and I are both big fans of QuickBooks.
1: Yeah, I think I told you about the mileage tracking. Yeah, I didn't know it did the mileage tracking. Yeah, to be honest so with on. You. Just, the, I'm going to step up on my soapbox. Yeah. Um, the in QuickBooks, I use the self-employed app, which you can use self-employed app for yourself. And then you can connect it to an overall QuickBooks that can do payroll and things like that. So you can upgrade it at any point, but Mm -hmm. inside the self-employed app, you can hit auto tracking for your mileage. So as soon as you get in the vehicle and the car starts and those little vibrations hit the phone, it starts auto tracking your mileage for you. And when it stops, it, the car turns off, not just at a red light. When the car stops, it'll automatically track it. It'll tell you what the deductible is for the mileage. And that is, it is so easy, you guys. Yeah, I and you can like, really,
0: you can fast categorize it. It was personal. Yes. It was
1: business. You like swipe left, swipe right. You swipe, swipe it. right. You like swipe left it. or right. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I've never been on those apps, but I know what you're talking about. So you can... You can why does she, swipe wait, left.
0: wait, wait. Why does she act like I'm a hoe? I've been in a long-term community relationship. I didn't relationship. say that. I said, I know what you're talking. Okay, wait. okay. I was maybe um, a little bit of a hoe can, in the old days. It'll, but. Show
1: you, it'll show you a list of all the trips that you had. And then you can swipe. You swipe right to do personal. You swipe left to do business. And it auto-categorizes. But it also does that with all of your transactions. So if you go yep. in there for your transactions... It will auto track the transactions. You can set what's called a rule for the transaction. So for me, just as an example, because it's easy, when I go to restaurant depot, it's materials and supplies for what I do. So I went into QuickBooks and hit rule for restaurant depot charges and it automatically categorizes it under materials and supplies. So it doesn't show up on my transaction sheet because it automatically categorizes it. So it's not something that I have to review and do myself. You can do that with certain gas stations, if you're putting your gas on a gas yeah. card, you can do it with um like the auto subscriptions, the auto payments, subscriptions yep. Yep. my insurance, like those things that are every single month. It automatically does it for me. So the only ones that I have to categorize are, are just like random ones throughout the week that I do. But like even Hobby Lobby, if I'm going there for something yeah. for work, it automatically categorizes it for me. So find yourself a software that is so stupid, easy to use, and it saves you so much time. So if you did not, if
0: you missed the level of excitement and the volume change that came in Vanessa's voice of what a super fan she is of QuickBooks. I
1: freaking love I know, it because so much. It seems,
0: honestly, it makes it so easy. You can go in once a month or even once a week. That's like I'm bored and waiting for something to start or I have five minutes before an appointment or I'm waiting for a Zoom or whatever. Yeah, you can just I do, do it, it in the
1: car. Yeah, not, you can, I'm not driving. I'm not driving. When that's I do why it. I didn't but say the car. I knew you were going to say it. <laughs> Do it as a passenger. I'm just like, okay, we're going to the restaurant and I just swipe left, swipe right on all the things. And it's the same with the transactions, like the left and right. It'll categorize it as personal or categorize it as business, you know, if you're gonna do something like that. So it's just so easy. I do love the program. So Vanessa's the self-employed. So just so you know, we're not talking about crazy things. If you've learned
0: by now, we both like paying for things uh, rather than because free versions usually don't do what we need it to do. I think the self-employed version starts at $15 a month. I use the full bougie because I really like to like deep dive track. I like Mm -hmm. to be able to set custom expense categories. I need things to know if they're monthly or yearly or all the different things um, and all the way through. So I use the full and that's like $30 a month if you have no payroll. If you have payroll... It's higher than that. But these QuickBooks and a lot of the other ones we can suggest, you can take pictures of the receipt and upload it right into the app. You know, setting those rules so that Flowdesk and, you know, if you're running online ads, the Google ads, every single time it goes, so you don't even have to categorize those. You can just kind of go through whatever your office supplies are, whatever those pieces are. There are a few other softwares. I can be honest and tell you that, like, I did a I asked a few people, I got some suggestions. I've never used any of these. Um, I know a few people who use Wave. Wave is a free service. It's got some limitations to it, but it's free. FreshBooks, which is really good for freelancers, independent contractors. Zero, Xero, X-E-R-O um, is another, it's a similar to QuickBooks. And then if you're like, I'm not ready for all of that, ladies, like that's too freaking much. I just, you can use Expensify. Expensify is an app and it's just an expense tracker. It also does like the mileage and things like that. So that's like a better than nothing if you just need to get started.
1: Mm -hmm. Yeah. But if you want to go to QuickBooks, Yeah, we (laughs) might. I might have a QuickBooks affiliate
0: code. I do have one. I have one. We'll drop affiliates down in the show notes.
1: We'll put put some links for you. Yeah. And also in some of the CRM systems, there's also bookkeeping. So I know that my CRM system does have bookkeeping. I just prefer to use the QuickBooks because it does the mileage tracking and all transactions from all banks. Listen, the one in your CRM blows. I'm taking it back. You can't do it. It does. It's not
0: a good idea. I'm because, for people, for people that are starting, no, people, no. what? Don't start I think, there. Spend the $15 a month. Don't do it because you're going to get into a bad habit of not being able to really track the data. That's great for tracking your sales, but expenses, money in, money out, bank accounts, you can't pull solid P&Ls out of your CRM.
1: So you're going to grow to be a beast. My Mine does connect to all the banks. I know. I just I know. don't use it. I know because I prefer, it doesn't do. Because I prefer QuickBooks, obviously, because I, I got really excited about QuickBooks. Very like excited. A little, like a little nerd. Well, we like to give
0: we like to end every episode. you should know this by now, but we can go back and listen to anything we've done in the past. We love to
1: finish every episode and give you some different swag. Three action items to add to your to do list get us get us shouted out there Shannon. go number one, if you are
0: not doing this, you need to start now at whatever month you're listening to this episode, go back to the start of this year. If you go in, you set up the account, you connect your bank accounts, it will auto pull every single you know, transaction that has happened. And so when you need to go to your taxes next year, it's going to be like heaven because you just pull a
1: report. So get yes. started now. Get started now. And to start getting started, find the software program that works best for you and your needs and your company and really take full advantage of all of its features like QuickBooks. This is a non-paid ad. Sorry. <laughs> It is definitely, it is definitely a paid
0: ad. Um, Number three, I just want you to really think about how important it's going to be within your business to have data points. When we start talking about having a company budget and doing all of that stuff, you need to have these data points and these numbers saved somewhere. So this is going to help you set proper sales goals, which we'll talk about next week and do a budget, which we'll talk about the week after that.
1: Yeah, we got all money management this month, you guys. So bring your, bring your protected belly buttons. (laughs) Do it.
0: If you feel this podcast helped your business, got you thinking or made you laugh. Follow, subscribe
1: and share with a friend. Stay tuned for our upcoming episodes. We're talking money management. Coming up is sales forecasting making a business budget, and so much more. Now go make epic shit happen. Booyah.